Today's message is entitled, Welcome to the Yoke. Somebody say, Welcome to the Yoke. Welcome to the Yoke. How to take the work out of work. This is God's way of taking the work out of work. The yoke is God's way of taking the work out of work. Today's sermon is intended for those who work and work and work and work themselves into a state of weariness unparalleled. The stressful life of working without balance has not only hurt ourselves and our families, but it has hurt the family business of God as well. For people who are weary in their own lives are also weary in their Christian life. One reason the family business is experiencing a low year in production is because many souls feel like life is just too much. That life is too much and they feel overwhelmed with everything that's going on in their lives. I want to talk to those who feel like Life is getting the best of you and you haven't been any good to yourself, to others, and certainly not to God. The believer should not feel this way. And if this is the case, if this is how you feel, if this is how you feel, feel, then that believer is trying to do life by themselves. Whenever you feel overwhelmed and whenever you feel so stressed to the point that life is beating you down, you have decided to do life on your own. We don't serve alone, y'all. We serve with God. That's one reason why I opened the service today with virtual hugs and virtual high fives to remind us that we are in this together. I ask even those who come online and who don't ever say anything, who hide behind the camera and technology to say a word, to say good morning, to say I'm here, to check in. Because life alone is a dangerous thing. You see, you will never succeed in life as long as you think it's just you against the world. We must learn again the importance of sharing the load. Somebody say share the load. We must learn the importance of using tools and processes to replace 
one person when things start to grow bigger than ourselves. And we all start out thinking we can handle it. We can handle it. We can handle it. But then one kid turns into two kids, two kids turns into three kids. One ache turns into two aches, three aches, four aches. One problem at the job turns into five problems at the job. And then a neighbor and then the daughter has a problem. And then your mother gets sick. And then you have to go respond to this. And it adds up. But you have no tools in place to help you when things get bigger than you. You're only one person. I'm talking to somebody already. If you can't say man, say ouch. Today's message calls us into the father's office to remind us to stop trying to do this by ourselves our father is here to help us let him help so that the church can become a thriving business once again i want you to know god is a businessman and that's why he calls it the family business We've had multiple messages about how this service of God, Christianity, is a business that we act as a franchise on his behalf. Well, the quarterly report has come in and God, the Father, is not happy. And he's calling us into the office and saying, the devil is getting the best of you. You keep arguing with the same people and it's the same argument. It's not even a new one. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Don't you remember the good old days when everyone was allowed to participate in church? Don't you remember when we all used to come together and church was fun because we did it together? But now we have almost made the church uh, celebrity centers that only cater to the few and the elite who know somebody who knows Somebody who knows somebody. But God called all of us to serve him. And whether you serve in the church or out of the local church, your report base is to your local church and you are part of the team. And I need to make sure, the father wants to make sure. Are you all right? Are you all right? Are you okay? Are you overwhelmed? That's how the church reaches the world, through people like you and me. And if you ain't doing good, if you aren't doing well, then the Father wants to talk to you. Jesus died and went back to heaven for that very reason, so that we could get involved. As long as Jesus was here, people expected Jesus to do it all. But he left so his Holy Spirit could fill us in order to continue what he started. The Bible says, Jesus said, if I don't go away, the Holy Spirit, the comforter will not come. What's wrong with you? Trying to live without the power of the Holy Ghost. I know the song Superwoman, but you ain't that super. So if your excuse is that this is just too much, then today's message is for you. Welcome to the yoke.
it will give you rest. The yoke is to pair two strong animals together to get work done. It is a harness of sorts to balance their plowing or pulling efforts. If you notice on the picture, you'll see the yoke that holds the two oxen to do work. They work together and they are held together by the yoke. Ah, watch this now. It is the yoke that binds us together to provide the balance for the power to pull. <laughs> but what about this yoke? What about this oxen? Look at this. In more depictive pictures, the yoke fits on the necks of servers or workers. In other words, you can't be out there without a yoke. Who's working without a yoke? I came to tell you, get your yoke on. The yoke will only work if your mindset is to work in the family business. The yoke will only work if you have a mind to work. The Bible said in Nehemiah that they rebuilt the wall because the people had a mind to work. Look at those oxen. They ain't playing. They aren't lollygagging and resting and sleeping. They are working hard. The yoke won't work if your mindset is for your own personal benefit. You can't do this job by yourself. The burden is too great for you alone. The yoke is for people who want to do all they can to reach a dying world with the saving grace of Jesus by spreading his love. How? Through our businesses, through our families, and through our projects, our friends, etc., etc., etc. Where's your yoke? Or have you been running rogue trying to live life on your own? Let me show you what the scripture says in Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30. The Bible says, come unto me. Uh-oh. Here the father is talking to us as we're sitting in his chair across his desk in his office. Come unto me, all ye laboring and burdened ones, and I will give you rest. Take up my yoke upon you and learn from me because I am meek and humble in heart and you shall find rest to your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Read that with me, shall you? Read it with me. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The first thing I notice from this text is that the father issues a call to come. He says, come to me. We have to go to him. 
you weary, you burdened and labored people feeling like life is too much. Step number one is to heed the call to come. You have to make the first move. If you want life to get better, you've got to come back to God. Your first item on your agenda is go to God. He has the yoke that will set you free. When you come to him, it shows that you trust him. When you come to him, it shows that you love him. But nah, you've been running the Tyrone. You've been running the Sheila. You've been running the Cisco. You've been running the Alize. You've been running to the herb. You've been running to happy hour. God said, come to me. Some of you taking pain pills, they're not prescribed. If you need to take pain pills for whatever the doctor, great. But some of you are taking things to make you feel better about your life. And God says, you can't live life with me. Am I not enough? I'm not saying if you, if you got prescription, you need to take medicine, take your medicine. But I'm talking about when you're looking through cabinets trying to find something to make you feel better every day, every now and then, okay, if you Advil, whatever you need to do, but every day you need a hit from the bottle to make you feel better about living. I'm talking to you. Come right here. Come on in this camera. Come to Jesus. Let me show you what the text said. Come unto me. Who? Who is he asking to come? Who is he asking? All you laboring and burdened ones. Let me talk to you for a minute. God is saying, I'm not calling people who aren't doing anything. I'm calling people who are laboring, but they're doing it to their own demise. I'm talking to people who think you can do this on your own and you are worn out. The text says, come unto me, all you laboring, those who are working. It is inferred that it is a body labor that creates weariness. Whenever you work your body to the point where it's sore, to where it hurts, to where there's pain or calluses or blisters, you have worked until your body is weary. God says, I'm talking to you. <laughs> God wants to provide a yoke for those who put miles on their bodies. God wants to take the work out of work for those who do work that impacts your demeanor and your presentation. 
Because little Ben, the body responds to work. When you work, when you labor, your body will feel it. And God says, I'm trying to save you a little trouble. I'm trying to teach you how to do work without letting the body be worn out to no effectiveness. But no, you keep saying, I got it. I can do it. I can do it. The Bible in this particular word for laboring is a present active participle, which means to all those who are laboring, to those who are doing it presently, actively laboring and will continue to labor. I'm calling you. That's who I want to come to my office those who are out there doing something right now, come to my office. I got a yoke for you. I remember when we were practicing football, we were doing Pop Warner. And we were practicing and we were preparing. And they would say whoever was working out hard, whoever was working out in the tryouts would come into the, to the gym to the locker room, and he'd say, I got some pads for you. Ah, watch this now. Because they knew, the coaches knew, that this sport was a contact sport, and you would need protection for your body. Ah, God, I'm talking to somebody. Haven't you ever met somebody who is your same age, but they look like they double your age because their body has been through a whole lot more. Uh, never mind. The Bible said, come unto me, all ye who are laboring and, and, wait a minute, I'm working hard for my body, but also I'm burdened. I have labor, I have weight on me. So God is saying, I'm talking to those who are working hard, but you have weight on you. And the word for burdens here is a perfect passive participle, which means it is a weight that is being placed upon you. Let me teach for a minute. It means that while you're working, you know, Michael say working, working, working day and night. While you're working, somebody is putting weight on your back. Ah, you're going I'm giving you the picture about the oxen now who are in the yoke. While the oxen are laboring, they would put weight on their back. God, watch this now. He's setting you up to help you understand why you need the yoke. He says, come to me, all you who are laboring, working hard, but in addition to the impact on your body, somebody keeps dumping weight on your back. Your children, your ex, your, your job, your finances, your mental capacity, all of the struggles you're dealing with, you're overweight, you can't seem to shake it. Everything that people are doing, rumors, talking about you, gossip, haters, people trying to destroy you, the tax man, the banks levying against you. All of these weights being placed upon you. God said, come here. I got a yoke for you. All those who are heavy laden with a heavy burden. God says, 
come to me. That is the call to come. Secondly, we realize you have a yoke to meet. Once you come, the Bible says, take my yoke upon you. And the yoke itself implies that you can't do the work by yourself. God calls you to the office and says, I have a yoke for you to partner with someone else. You can't be in a two-armed uh, uh, yoke by yourself. You need two people to do the work that God has called you to do. And I'm talking to all of you masked lone rangers. Even he had Tanto. Paul had Silas. Come on. You need a partner. You need a friend. You need someone who has a like mind for spiritual things that you can confide in. Who you can call when the weight becomes more than you can bear. God doesn't seem to be saying you need a whole lot of people. He seems to be saying you just need the right partner. Now we'll talk about it in a minute. This yoke implies that it creates balance. That when you get in the yoke with someone else. It creates balance. Ah, God, thank you. Whenever you start living your life with a partner, your life comes into balance. Because when you are the only one telling yourself that you're a genius, those statements have not been verified or validated or authenticated by someone with a reasonable soundness of mind. You need somebody to validate that what you're doing is the right thing to do. The third aspect of this yoke is that it leaves room in the middle for the plow. In other words, if you're yoked, if you're working by yourself, there's nowhere to put the piece that plows the ground. It can't go over your back. It has to go in between. I showed you the pictures. It has to go in between the two oxen. And that plow is able to break up the fallow ground. But because you are working by yourself, you can't break up the ground where you can sow seed to get a harvest. So you stay broke. Verse 29 says, lift up my yoke and put it on you. In other words, we must pick up the yoke and put it on. Didn't nobody put my pads on for me. Nobody put my shoulder pads, my thigh pads, my helmet and my cleats on. I had to pick it up and put on the yoke. And I'm talking to some laboring, weary, burden, laid down people who are tired from life to pick up the yoke and apply it. We have to put on the yoke because we don't come yoked. We don't come yoked when we are saved. 
We have to learn to grow into becoming what God has called us to become. Look at the text. As the text says, take up my yoke upon you and learn from me because I am meek and humble in heart. It's time to meet the yoke. Somebody say welcome to the yoke. The yoke is the key to taking the work out of your work. You saying, PC, how is getting locked up in a yoke going to help me? Stick with me and I'll let you know. Most of us are working without a yoke. We don't have anything we're connected to to help balance our lives and to create a peace to plow the ground in order for us to reap the harvest. Why does the yoke matter? Because the yoke is for learning. The Greek term yoke, it says, take up my yoke upon you and learn from me. Some of you aren't learning because you don't have the yoke. The yoke broadens your horizons. The yoke gives you wisdom and understanding. The Greek term for yoked, yoke means it's used of burden or bondage. God is saying, take up something that's going to make you feel like a slave. The yoke, the term yoke acts as a slavery term from troublesome laws imposed on someone. It could be seen as a burden placed on someone. Don't you know that some, you know, some of these voting rights laws are burdens to people of color. It's a burden if you got to go get two IDs. It's a burden if you got to stand in line for five, six, 10, 12 hours because they close the voting polls on purpose. It's a burden if I can can't stand in line and drink water or have food somewhere in the United States because they want me to be discouraged and walk away. And I'm telling you, ah, God, he says, come to my office. There's a yoke. There's a yoke that God has for you. And you need to understand what it means. This yoke is not a yoke to enslave you to laws that come to oppress you. But this yoke is a yoke with the commands of Christ as opposed to the commands of Pharisees. These commands and these laws of Christ come to liberate you. They come to set you free. They come to give you liberties that no man could ever pronounce over your life. Christ's yoke is in balance. And yokes that are out of balance are abusive and favor one above the other. Don't you know, have you ever been yoked with somebody who took advantage of you? Have you ever been yoked with somebody who lives only for them and you always got to please them? You always got to kiss their butt and and wash their feet and do the stuff for them. That's an abuse of the yoke. It's an abuse of a yoke in a marriage and a partnership when one person takes advantage of the other or beats the other or verbally abuses the other. That's not the yoke that God has for you. The yoke God wants for you is in balance. 
The yoke God has for you creates liberties. Ah, thank you, Lord. Ah, thank you, Lord. Help me, Holy Ghost. This is the way his yoke will be easy and create rest from not worrying about being taken advantage of or being unfairly treated. How many people do you know who's scared to get into a relationship right now because of the last relationship that took advantage of you? Jesus says, come unto me and take my yoke upon you. I'll never hurt you. I won't abuse you. And anybody who's talking about, well, it's too much to serve Jesus, then you got the wrong church, you got the wrong service, you got the wrong Jesus. Because the yoke Jesus gives us is a yoke that gives us rest. Come on, Jesus. To learn means to know something as to the point of being accustomed to it. It is to learn to a point where it becomes a habit in form. Jesus says, take my yoke upon me, upon you, and I will teach you some things about yourself. Woo! Instead of taking advantage of you, I will elevate you. God, thank you. Haven't you ever had a boss who took an interest in you? And instead of suppressing you and holding you down, they enroll you in all kinds of workshops and conferences and submit your name for all kinds of promotions. That's the kind of God we're yoking up with. The Bible says, for he is meek and he is lowly at heart. You married that man, you married that woman, but bless God, they wasn't so meek and they wasn't so lowly at heart. You yoked up with the wrong job. You yoked up with the wrong friend. You yoked up with the wrong gangbangers. But I'm telling you, God is calling the burdened and the weary who want to work. I'm talking to people who want to make a difference. I'm not talking to lazy, shiftless people who want to sit around and wait for everybody to give them everything. God said, you got to make a move to come. And when you come, you got to pick up the yoke. I ain't picking it up for you. The Bible gives us assurance that he is meek, which means he is gentle, he is mild. That Jesus is not a rough slave driver. His demeanor is not one of rigor. But of calm and and assuredness. Now, God, I see myself in the field plowing with a God who wants what's best for me, who I know is not going to whip me and scourge me and make me work beyond my happiness. The Bible says he's lowly. I am meek and I'm lowly of heart. I'm humble. God, help me. He is humble and he seeks no agenda. He has no desire, YOLO, to be a tyrant over you. (laughs) Whatever pastor is in your life that's trying to control you, whoever's in your life that's trying to manipulate you is not of God. God does not come into your life to manipulate you for his agenda. God wants you to serve him because you love him and out of free will. He has no agenda to abuse you. He needn't abuse you out of power. Why? Because all power already belongs to him. Help me, Holy Ghost. 
He doesn't want to abuse you. You don't need to accomplish his agenda by force. God moves you by loving kindness. He is not a self-serving God. He is not sitting up in heaven saying, what can I get people down on earth to do for me today? But he enlists people because he loves you. He heals you because he loves you. He gave you a job because he loves you. He turned the cancer around because he loves you. He's not sitting up there saying, I need some people to work. I need some people to produce. He says, I need people in the family to be my children so I can be their father. Jesus stays low to the ground. The ox is used to convey the mildness of Jesus. Watch this. As the ox, listen, do you know the difference between an ox and a cattle? This said that the ox is conveyed to match the kindness and the mildness of Jesus because the ox is a castrated cattle who is without testosterone and it is much milder and walks slower. Even the man over 40 and 50 loses testosterone and they have all these pills on TV, G6, G9, X47, 12, 11, to give you testosterone. God is saying that the ox who has lost their energy and their testosterone, he says, I've made you mild because the work we do is slow and grinding. I didn't call cougars. I didn't call panthers. I didn't call horses. And even I read that horses aren't used for plowing because they're too fast. God needs oxen who will settle their lives enough and be balanced enough to let God steer them in the right direction. God, I hope you're hearing me. He's much milder and walks slower. It's supposed to be a slow walk because it's not an easy job. I'm talking to some people who are mad at God because it didn't happen overnight. I'm telling you the yoke is a slow walk. It's an uphill journey. But God is walking by my side. We will make it over the mountaintop if we just stay the course. If you come to me, he says, you will find rest unto your souls because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The third aspect that I want to convey to you is we have not only a call to come, a yoke to meet, but there's a rest we need to enjoy. It is God who gives us rest. Let me make that clear. It is God who gives us rest. It ain't Lisa. It ain't the job. It ain't a six-figured salary. It isn't a team of go-getters. It is God who gives you rest. So anybody out there who are running games, tricks and hustlers, manifestors of no good deeds, I'm telling you, you're looking for rest in all the wrong places. People run to other cities and other countries all the time looking for rest. You can go to Italy for two weeks and stay 
in the room and still come back tired. <laughs> because the rest God is giving you is more than rest just sleeping. Now, God, I can't help me. God wants to give you a rest in your mind. God wants to give you a rest in your emotions. God wants to give you a rest in your faith, in your spirituality. He wants to balance you to where you're not worried about everything from the left and from the right. How many times have you taken a vacation and when you got back, you felt like, I need a vacation from my vacation. That means you've gone to a place, but you haven't rested. And I'm telling you, you keep switching relationships and you still can't find rest. You keep switching apartments and houses and you still can't find rest. You keep switching churches, but you still can't find rest. But verse 28 says, come to me and I will give you rest. Rest comes from God. Rest doesn't come from working hard all year round so you can raise enough money to rest. You a foolish man or woman who tells your family, I can't come to your game because I'm working hard to make money so I can rest and retire early. God ain't asking you to retire early. God is asking you to be present in your family. And if that means trusting him to give you what you need, then you cut your hours back because you can't work yourself on a single yoke. You need to partner with something greater than yourself. Rest doesn't come from being wealthy. Rest doesn't come from being sick or healthy. Stop looking for rest in all the wrong places. Rest comes when you find the right yoke. I'll say it again. Welcome to the yoke. Let me say it like this. The scripture says, and you shall find rest to your souls. I feel it amping up, Omari, my little brother. You shall find rest to your soul for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So when you start learning about yourself, when you put on the yoke and you partner with a God who teaches you who you are, you start resting more confidently. And it's a slow rock of the ox. It's one step after the other. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I feel my ox shoulders working in the vineyard. But I'm working but God says, while you're working, I'll give you rest. Uh-oh, he's going to take the work out of my work. The more you learn about and from Christ, the more rest you can acquire. The more faith and trust I put in God, the more rest I have in God. The Bible said that the Jews didn't enter into the promised land because they could not rest in their faith. God's rest is for the weary. God is not giving rest to people who don't need it. God is not doling out rest who do nothing but rest on their butts all day. God is giving rest to the ox that's working. God is giving rest to the single mother who's raising her kids. 
God wants to give rest to that father who's working a job beneath his career and his pay, but he's faithful every day. God wants to give rest to the one who has a weariness from raising a child with autism. God has a rest for somebody who has to take care of their mother or their father all of a sudden. You can't afford a convalescent home, but you have to drive from your job as soon as they ping you on the phone. I've fallen and I need help getting up. God says I got rest for you. I'm talking to people who are fighting an addiction. Ah, God, who's weary from fighting through AA and NA. Support groups and trying to get victory. God says, I got rest for you if you take my yoke upon you and learn of me God's rest is for the weary y'all haven't you heard God wants to invite to the church weary folk we think the church all the studio up the up the such and much all the people got it all together who exude nothing but faith bring me the weary the broke down the stressed mama who's dragging her purse on the ground <laughs> leaning to the left a little bit wig ain't quite straight <laughs> bring me those families that don't know how they're gonna eat tomorrow God says come unto me I've got rest for you it is the weary because God wants to refresh the broken <laughs> God wants you to come because he wants to give you a pick-me-up. The way down and the worn out, God wants to lift up. There's nothing more needed for the soul that is overworked and underloved than rest. Have you ever worked so hard and nobody recognizes it or appreciates it? God says, come unto me, I got a certificate for you. Rest means, the word rest means it is cease from movement. He will take the work out of your work. Gotta feel him. The rest God gives is given to you for recuperating. He wants you to collect strength again to refresh and to have an intermission. I feel him now. Have you ever gone to a symphony or an orchestra or the opera? Even an opera has what's called an intermission. You need a break. When Joy and I were driving on our trip, we listened to so much heat and heart and soul on XM radio. At some point, I needed intermission. Turn off her. Turn off Tweet. Turn off Chris Brown. Turn off Drake. And they playing Drake like crazy. Every now and then, God says, I'll give you a break. A break from what? A break from the hell. A break from the haters. A break from the labor that's breaking your body down. A break from the burdens that people keep putting on your back. The rest is a cessation of motion for a moment. Don't get it twisted. God says there's still work to do. But I'll give you enough rest every now and then. 
to recoup you so you can get at it again. Joy and I have been doing some running lately. And we can't run the whole way, so we do run walk. So what we do is we start out running and we run real hard. And then we rest with a walk, with a fast walk. But we don't walk all the way from that point. We walk until we have recuperated and refreshed our strength and we say, come on, let's go again. I came to tell somebody, it's been a hard road and you're weary and you're worn out, but God said, come unto me. Wait till I have the altar call. There's refreshment at the altar. Haven't you ever been to the prom? Haven't you been to the fashion show? Haven't you been to the party? And what does the host say? Have you been to the refreshment table? The refreshment table has punch. It has water to quench your thirst. When you come to the well that never runs dry, Jesus said, I will give you a a water that you will never thirst again. When you drink of me, your soul will be satisfied. God will teach you how to run walk. He will teach you how to work and not be weary. Oh, haven't we heard that before in Isaiah 40? He says, they that wait upon the Lord (laughs) shall renew, there it is, renew their strength. They shall walk and not faint. They shall run and not be weary. (laughs) That's what God is saying. Come unto me and I'll teach you how to work a little bit and rest a little bit. Come here, husband. You're trying to do too much. Let me teach you how to work a little bit and re- come here mama you're doing too much for them kids let me teach you how to work a little bit and rest oh come on now rest come on Tiffany Harris help me oh, rest a little bit come on y'all let me explain it from this acrostic I'm wrapping this up big Ben I know you always say bring it on home But the word rest is R for revitalizing. The Bible talks about this rest is for revitalizing. If you need rest from your rest, you haven't rested. (laughs) I'm going to say that again. If you need rest from your rest, you haven't rested. Your rest should invigorate and stimulate you to get back to work. If that doesn't happen, then you haven't rested. So when I go to Jesus, Oh man, I'm not going to Jesus to cry, pout, and fall out and say, oh dear, have mercy on me and just lay in his lap forever. No, I'm going to God to worship him, fall out, cry, snot and snort and beg for forgiveness and get his mercy and his grace. But when church is over, (laughs) you better look out neighborhood because God has recuperated my, and even Iron Man, who's got his thing in the middle he can't go too long without it in his chest you gotta get in the word to get revitalized wait a minute wait a minute rest means things ought to get a little easier when you come to the yoke the yoke ought to make life easier it'll make it a little easier 
You know you're resting in the yoke when things start getting easier. You're less stressed out. People don't piss you off as quickly. You got more tolerance and patience. That's when you know you've been in the presence of God. How can you be in the presence of God and still be nasty and mean and ugly? What's wrong with you? That is not God's rest and you better get the yoke of God. God tells us that his yoke is easy and his burden is light and s is for shareable if you're a person who don't like to share you stingy little miser you cannot experience the rest of god rest means you're sharing the load rest means you're not a micromanager and a dictator or a tyrant you learn how to share your life with people who matter sharing means as long as you do it by yourself you won't rest but when you partner with somebody in the yoke that means it's about to get better and then T is for teachable meaning that rest and teaching go hand in hand and if can't nobody tell you nothing cause you already know it all then you will never experience rest how do you go sit at the table with people in a new group you don't know and you talking 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 sit at the table and shut up long enough to learn something new God will send people in your life to partner with them in yokes so you can learn what you don't know. God wants to give you information for the next phase of your life. You're not ready and you're not prepared because you're not teachable. Finally, as I go home, The Bible said, and you shall find rest to your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The text said his yoke is easy, his burden is light. Well, what's the yoke? The yoke is easy. The burden is light. Let me say it again. The yoke is easy, but the burden is light. Well, welcome to the yoke. Well, what's the yoke? The yoke is easy and the burden is light. Be easy, breezy. What is easy? Easy means in the Greek, oh, I like this, Shana. Oh, you got to help me, Monica. Come on, say amen. Easy means that it's fit for use. The Bible in the Greek means that his yoke is easy, which means it's fit for use. I like to say it like this. Instead of changing it from U-S-E, it's fit for use. It's fit for you. Y-O-U. God says, come unto me because the yoke is fit for you. In other words, things are easy when they're fit for you. (laughs) You missed it, little Ben. Things get easier when it's fit for you. Oh, snap. Then that's why he says, come unto me and learn of me. Because when you start learning what's fit for you, then you start living easy. I'll never forget my first suit that I had tailored. It was cut to me, which means it was fit for me, which meant I knew this was my suit and they put my name in it too. (laughs) Most of your hard labor to the point of extreme weariness comes from doing something that you are not fit 
to do or you are not gifted to do or you are not skilled to do or you are not called to do. Your weariness and stress comes from something that God never asked you to do in the first place. When working with God, it should be a mild work because he's mild and he's meek and lowly. When it comes to doing God's work, it ought to be pleasant to your soul. Even when I study and prepare, oh, it's a lot of work. But when I see what God gave me, I come out skipping to the loo and can't wait for service the next day. You don't know how much time it takes for me to craft and orchestrate a message like this for you. But I can do it because it's fit to me. It's what I'm gifted to do. It's what I'm kind called to do. So when it stops being that to you, you have started doing the work on your own. The Bible says his yoke is easy, but his burden is light. We already talked about the burden that people put on your back, and that burden is too heavy. But Jesus said, when I put something on your back, you ain't got to worry about it. It's going to be light enough for you to still not work hard, harder than you ought to work. The burden is a load as in a freight or a lading of a ship as in the obligation Christ lays upon you. What is the burden God puts on your back? It is the burden to be you. (laughs) What is my burden? My burden is to be the best pastor, Cherry. I can be on earth. What is your burden, D-Lo? Your burden is to be the best radio personality in the Bay Area or around the world. What is your burden, Sharon? To be the best mother, voice teacher, dance teacher, whatever you've been caught. Get your gift in your mind. I can't call it like you call it. Call your own gift. What is your burden? Whatever your burden is, God said, I've given you a yoke and it's going to be light. Don't you remember the prophet where God said run 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 with the vision and he said you can run with it because the burden the burden was light enough I'm telling you whatever God puts on you you'll still be strong enough to run with the vision (laughs) most of us bear things that are not from God and we think we are doing it for God and we are not God say you're living through that and I never gave it to you don't add more to your plate to compensate for the lack of trust in God because you won't listen to God we heard that last week handle handle you pick up stuff you ain't got no business you're dating people you ain't got no business you're working at a job for more money that you ain't got no business you stayed your little butt at that other job you were making less pay but you was happier I'm telling you you keep doing stuff God didn't ask you to do don't add more to your plate to compensate for your lack of faith in God you can trust him somebody say I can trust him 
it's not so much what's on our backs, but it's what we gotta pull. Most of the time, it's the oxen pulling a heavy weight from behind. He says, whatever I put behind you, you'll be able to pull it. For God won't put anything on you that you cannot bear. It will be light enough so you can still be quick. And watch this PMP term, agile. You'll be nimble and quick. Why? Because the yoke is easy. Come on, somebody preach with me. And the burden is light. Both can add weight, but God said you'll still have rest. The yoke is fit to you. It will pair with you. The work that we do while in the yoke is the burden, but the yoke has weight itself. And learning how and where you fit can be wearisome. But once you find out who you are and what you've been called to do, you might as well stretch your stuff, honey. Be the best you you can be. Preach, black man. Be Pastor Cherry. Do it the way you do it. I ain't trying to be T.D. Jakes. I ain't trying to be Noel Jones. I'm trying to be PC. I like to end every sermon with I'm PC. And that's all I got. I don't know nobody else who does that. His yoke is easy. It's easy to bear. God said if you get married to the person I say marry, it'll be easy to bear. God said if you take the job I tell you to take, it'll be easy to bear. If you raise the kids the way I tell you to raise them, it'll be easy to bear. The load is light. The burden is light. The yoke is easy. Let me end with the power of this text. In our concluding thoughts, it says this. Listen to me. The yoke is our connection with Jesus. The beauty of this passage is that the other ox in the yoke with you is Jesus. The yoke is connecting you to Jesus. The Father brought you in the office to tell you to get in the yoke with his son Jesus, who happens to be your brother. He says, walk that walk. Talk that talk. Because the yoke is your connection with Jesus. He says, come yoke up with me and let me teach you how to work easy. As an executive and as a manager, the more I went up the ladder, I started working smarter, not harder. I learned ways to do things and Jesus wants to teach you how to get the same amount of work done with doing less work. Come on, somebody. Jesus is the yoke. Uh-oh, how does the yoke look? The yoke goes across and the plow goes through the middle. Uh-oh, the yoke is the cross. <laughs> the cross of Jesus unites me to Jesus, the ox on the other side. I came to Jesus just as I was, weary, torn, and dis- disgusted. But the yoke of Jesus has partnered me and I found a new job, a new way to live in service to God. His cross is the yoke.
And I can come to church and call you brother. I can come to church and call you sister because I got the yoke on me. God the Father is the husbandman who's standing behind the plow while me and Jesus are in the yoke and we pulling that plow and the Father is behind us. Dig up the dirt. Break up the fallow ground. The yoke is our connection with Jesus. I'm out of time. But like your Bluetooth device, it won't work unless it's paired to the device that enables it to function. When you turn on Bluetooth, you got to pair it in order for it to work. I came to tell a Christian, you like Bluetooth. You got to pair up with Jesus if you want your life to work. Too many are working without a yoke, but it's the yoke that makes our service lighter. You can't serve God with being yoked without being yoked with him by prayer. Every time I pray, I connect to Bluetooth. Every time I worship, I connect to Bluetooth. Every time I meditate, I connect to Bluetooth. Every time I study his word, I connect to Jesus. Every time I fellowship with other saints, I connect to Jesus. Every time I feed the homeless or do something for those on the street, I connect to Jesus. So every time you touch God in one of these ways, you are pairing with him and your work shouldn't be so weird. Because you now have the help of God with you. You are paired with the almighty God. And as long as you try to do life without the life giver, life giver, you will be weary even in well doing. It's the yoke that makes our life worth living. Come on. It sounds like captivity. It sounds like enslavement. But yet it is the freedom of Jesus and the vindication of our service. It is accuracy and intentionality in our work and living. It is being paired with him who is perfect. And in a time like this, now more than ever, we need Jesus. Our world is weary with the pandemic. We're weary with systemic racism. We're weary with cancer and COVID-19. We're weary with lupus and other vulnerable diseases. We're weary with our kids. We're weary with failed marriages. We're weary with homelessness and hungry children. We're weary with political pillage. You can go down the list. This is a weary world. And God says, come unto me, all ye who are weary, laboring, and burdened down. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, and I will give you rest unto your souls. We must introduce ourselves to the yoke and then welcome the world to the yoke. For his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Enough, enough of carrying the weight and load of others without permission. Dump off all the unauthorized weight and only carry the authorized weight that God has given you. And I guarantee you, your load will be lighter and you will find rest unto your soul. Welcome to the yoke. I'm PC.
And that's all I've got. <laughs>